Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I I tell people, um, I I don't know how you get through your mental health struggles without the Lord, right? And so I know there are some people that might get mad at him, and and I would say, great. Like, he he wants your anger, right? Like, bring your anger to him, right? Um, But... (laughs) I tell you what, like the, the floundering, the, 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 the times I floundered the most are the times where I have tried to do it on my own or I've turned to temporal things or, or band-aids, right? Um, and, and the best times are when I understand truly the source of rest um, and tap into that. And he's helping people do this through his new workbook, Finding Rest, an invitation to go deeper. John Seidel is our guest today. He is the author of not only that workbook, but his first book, which was Finding Rest, Navigating the Valleys of Anxiety, Faith, and the Life Today on Connections. He's going to tell us a little bit about his own journey and share with us resources that we can use to help us get through our mental health struggles. Mental health struggles are extremely difficult to deal with, and it's definitely not easy to talk about them. Today's guest is still in the middle of his own battle with anxiety and OCD, but he is sharing his journey in hopes of helping others. We're joined today by John Seidel. He's an author. His book is Finding Rest, and it's great to have you back on the show. We had you back on our show when you released Finding Rest, Navigating the Valleys of Anxiety, Faith, and Life. Tell us, for our listeners that didn't have the opportunity to listen to that conversation, tell us a little bit about your story and why you decided to write that first book. Yeah, you know, I think um, we are in a time, especially having gone through the pandemic, where where anxiety and mental health issues are at an all-time high. And what is kind of ironic is I signed uh, the contract for that first book, Finding Rest, which is all about my struggle in my journey with anxiety and OCD and depression. And so I signed that contract to to write that book in January of 2020. And wouldn't you know, you know, three months later, uh, global pandemic hits and people who have never had anxiety or never had depression um, just, you know, start struggling. And so the book was my journey. It's, it's, it's coming from someone who, you know, I don't pretend to be a pastor. I don't pretend to be a clinician or a doctor, but um, I think a lot of times we just need to sit and talk with people who um, are going through what we're going through. And so really that book is a conversation about what it's like to be a Christian that struggles and um, someone who wants to fight back and, and the power that you get by naming what is going on inside of you. Can you tell us a little bit more about your own struggles and where you're at with your journey right now? You know, I, I think growing up, I always knew there was something a little different about me. I just, I just, you know, thoughts and ideas that I would latch onto and couldn't get out of my head. Um, but really, I just kind of thought, all right, that, well, that's just me, right? Um, but as um, as many people know, marriage has a way of kind of bringing out some of those blind spots, those things that you just kind of thought were. That's just me. Um, when you live with someone, um, they they kind of say, "Hey, that's not normal, right?" And so um, my wife and I had had kind of a seminal moment where the wrong sweetener was in my coffee, and it and it led to a three day like fight and um, me just not being able to get over the fact that the wrong sweetener was in my coffee. And she said, "Hey, this is not normal. You need to get help." And so. I did and um, went to a psychiatrist and was diagnosed with um, GAD, generalized anxiety disorder, 
and OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. And um, I'll tell you what, it, it, that was actually one of the most freeing days of my life. Um, and, and so I talk about this in the book and now the new workbook um, that has me back on the show. Um, I talk about how, you know, we gain power um, over things when we name them, right? If you look mm-hmm. back in Genesis, um, God was God gave uh, Adam the job and the role of naming the animals, right? And and that kind of asserted that certain dominion. And so, um, in naming what is going on inside of us, we gain a certain power over it. So that was my story. That was kind of my origin story, right? Of anxiety and OCD. And so y- you had asked me, you know, what is my journey like now? And what I tell people is, listen, I-, I wake up every morning and I pray that the Lord would take this away from me. So far, he hasn't, right? And if he hasn't, the book and the workbook are, are an examination of what do you do if you, you still have this quote-unquote thorn in the flesh, right, that Paul talks about, um, and you are, are, are encountering a struggle. And so that's what the book, the workbook is about. And so what I would say is today, I'm still on the journey, right? And, and that's actually a chapter in the book, in the workbook. That's, it's called an ongoing struggle. And so how do we, how do we have a, what I call a proper theology of suffering um, when we're going through something and it's not going away? What a better way to learn, though, from someone who's actually in that journey with you. I want to get around to that workbook right away, but what was the response like with that first book, like the book that you are writing the workbook for? Yeah, I tell you, it has been incredible, right? I mean, I knew, I first, I first, in a sense, um, uh, talked about my struggle through an article on the nonprofit, um, I Am Second, right? And I remember like writing that and the response I got and being overwhelmed in, in a good way. And so I guess I shouldn't have been surprised that um, in writing the book, you know, it kind of gets out to more people and um, and things kind of take off from there. But the reaction has been, so encouraging in most ways. It's been discouraging in that I think I realize even more so after writing the book how far the 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 church needs to go yet, right? Um, how 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 so many people have been suffering in silence and and haven't had the tools and haven't had the resources to um, to fight back. And so um, I, I think, like I said, I'm encouraged slightly discouraged in some ways, um, and which is why I wrote a chapter in the book in the workbook about what the church can do better. And so um, I, I think if, if we embrace that, it's going to get better for a lot of us who suffer. Now, you mentioned the workbook a few times now, Finding Rest, an invitation to go deeper. Tell us a little bit about this workbook and what you're hoping that people are going to take away from it. Yeah, that that title is important to me, right? And so you, you you asked about the reaction. I think one of the things that I I consistently began hearing is, "Hey, the book is great. Love that. I would love to just wrestle with it a little bit more in a good way, right?" Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I created this workbook as a companion guide that that really just it, you know I'm I'm asking um, the deep questions, the, the the questions that kind of really get into some of the 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 why behind why we struggle. The, the what we do next, the who that uh, God is, right? And so um, I, I talk about an invitation to go deeper because it's, it's really kind of that doing some of that soul searching and that digging inside of you. And so I, I ask a lot of very open-ended questions, right? So even though it's a work, but it's, it, it's not like, uh, you know, what did I say on chapter, you know, in chapter six of the book and page 42, you know, um, it's, it's really 
um, uh, a way for you to ask yourself questions and get to those answers that 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 the Lord then you know kind of uses to root out certain things and, and reveal new truths. One thing that I like that you've said about this workbook is that it's not making you do anything extreme. These are all things that you're doing in your own journey, so you're not yeah. making them go to the ends of the world to try to fix things. Why did you decide to do it like that? Yeah, I just, you know, listen, Colleen, like I, I, I talked about this as an ongoing battle. Listen, at the end of last year, you know, I went through another round of depression, right? And and it's like, I'm the guy who wrote the book on anxiety and depression, right? You, no, you can't start, you know, and so I, I think I'm continuing to do the work that needs to be done. I have to continue to remind myself remind myself of the truths in the book, in the workbook. And so, um, you know, what I tell people is like, listen, uh, I'm on this journey with you, right? And so the questions that I'm asking you are the questions I'm asking myself, right? And and they are the, the truths that I need to hear as well. And so I, I hope that brings people comfort that, listen, I'm, I'm not up here, you know, just kind of casting dispersions or telling you what you need to do and not trying to put it in practice myself. You mentioned a little bit earlier about the discouragement uh, when it comes to the church and how the church can help those who are struggling. Why is it? We've discussed this. It's been in the spotlight for a while now. It's, you know, it's getting out there a little more and more on a daily basis. But why are we still as a church struggling to discuss anything when it comes to mental health struggles? Yeah, I just think there's this this underlying current that 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 no matter what denomination you're a part of, it kind of goes runs the gamut that says um, that that we believe this lie that if we just have enough faith, if we just pray enough, if we just you know do X, Y, and Z rituals, like God's gonna uh, give us everything that we want, right? And I think what we don't realize is God more times than not uses um, struggle and pain and harsh to teach us lessons that we're not willing to learn when everything is going quote unquote okay, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think the church needs to embrace that more. The church needs to embrace the fact that that Paul had a thorn in his flesh and, and we just don't do a good job of that, right? And so then I think that leads to us sticking our head in the sand where, where, or, or maybe looking side eye at the person who has an ongoing struggle and saying, well, I guess, you know, they're just not praying enough, right? Or they just did kind of something bad over the weekend, you know? And it's just not the case, right? You look in the book of Job, you look at Paul, um, you look at these titans of the faith like Charles Spurgeon who um, uh, suffered with depression, right? The prince of preachers. And so I think the church has generally just tried to stick its head in the sand um, and say and, and and treat this, by the way, only as a spiritual issue, right? And I think the, the, the mistake the world makes is treating this only as a physical issue. The mistake the church makes is treating this only as a spiritual issue. And it's 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 both and, right? And so that's what I try to call the church to is is recognize it. It's okay. This is a a, a physical and a spiritual issue as well. Finding rest, it's impactful, the title in itself, the digging deeper and getting deeper into it, an invitation to go deeper. Why decide to go that way when it comes to this companion? You know, so first of all, I think, you know, you talk about the title, Finding Rest, right? And what I like to um, remind people is I don't treat 
rest as a final destination, right? I treat rest in the way that I define rest in the book, in the workbook is they're kind of like those rest stops, right? They're, they're those, mm-hmm. those moments along the journey where you um, refresh, where you recuperate, where you, you find that life-giving sustenance, right? Or get gas, right? Or petrol, right? Is that, is that what you guys, you know, say in Canada at all times? <laughs> um, so I, I think... Um, what I'm trying to invite people in is to is to a conversation about the fact that we, um, you know, on this side of glory, we won't find ultimate rest. Right. But yet the Lord has provided these opportunities for respite. Right. And so what does that look like? How do you, you know, lick your wounds and put on the bandages after this battle and keep going on until the next rest stop? So that's really what I'm inviting people into is that conversation, that idea of rest that is, I think, a, a more healthy and realistic one. When it comes to the companion guide, what else can people expect? You have that chapter on churches can do a better job, but what are some of the other things that you discuss in the book? Well, I'll tell you what, one of the breakout stars, if you will, of the original book, and I and I doubled down on this in the workbook, was um, a chapter for friends and family. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, um, there's obviously a lot of practical tools and guidance for people who are struggling. But, um, you know, I really wanted to devote a chapter in the book and now the workbook for friends and family who are trying to understand. Right. I. <laughs> I remember um, the struggle that my wife had, right, and, and, and the counseling that we had to go to to kind of unpack. Like, I never realized so much how hard it was for her living with someone who is undiagnosed and, and struggling. And so in the workbook, there is that chapter that, that allows friends and family to dig in right? To maybe um, start realizing some of the stuff that they've been going through and that they can work on and how they can help their loved ones. So, you know, I tell people like, I'm not just calling the church to something better. I'm calling all of us to something better. Um, and so that that was um, that was a fun chapter to write because I got to um, use the input of my wife um, yes. and, and ask her like, what are some of the questions that are good for, for you? You know, um, and so uh, uh, she she is a she is a star, if you will, of of that aspect of uh, the workbook. And it's interesting you say that. I just did an interview recently with a mother of someone who is dealing with mental health struggles, and it was interesting to me because we always hear this angle, right? Like the angle mm-hmm. from the person who's actually struggling, and it was very interesting to get that side of things. We often forget about them. What are some ways? That we can help that. And I myself, I went through my own mental struggle, mental health struggles, and my poor husband was struggling annoyingly as well. And I find out, you know, once you're at a place where you're clear enough to see what they're going through, you're like, wow, you know what, we forget about that person. What are some ways that we can help that person that is helping or trying to help us get through this or trying to understand, like you just said? Yeah. So I remember during um, COVID, my wife and I were you know, we were, I had just finished the first manuscript of the book and we were walking around the block because, you know, what else did you do during COVID but walk around the block? Um, <laughs> and, and I stopped and I said, hey, um, babe, I said, like, you've read the manuscript. Is there anything else I should include? And she said, tell them to get counseling. And I said, well, I, I'm in counseling. Yeah. She goes, no, 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 no. 
tell the person who mm-hmm. is is walking alongside to get counseling. And so when I talk about how we can encourage those loved ones, listen, I want to be as someone who struggles, right? And especially as someone who struggles in the church, right? I, I'm always in a sense fighting to be heard, right? I, I want to be heard. But but what we as the sufferer need to understand is that the person that's walking alongside of us, they deserve to be heard just as much, right? And so if you think back to my um, story that I kind of shared earlier, is like my wife and I had a seminal moment and it was her talking to me and telling me how it was affecting her that finally said, that, that finally made the, the light switch go off in my head and say, okay, you're right. That's not normal, right? I, I do need to get help. And so I think that's, a, that's really one of the big messages is um, you deserve to be heard. You should go to counseling. I mean, my wife last year said, you know, hey, uh, I just want to let you know I'm, I'm, I'm back in counseling. And I was kind of like, wait, what? And uh, for a moment, I was kind of like, oh, did I do something? She goes, listen, it's, it's not you. She goes, I just realized how much stuff I had to stuff down inside of me while, while I was trying to help you, and I just need to work on some of that, right? And so I, I just, just as much as I want to tell people that suffer, get help, talk to someone, you know, all those things, uh, the same thing is true for those who love people like me. How has writing both the book and the companion guide impacted your journey? You know, I kind of mentioned this um, uh, earlier is like I need this stuff as much as anyone. Right. And so um, uh, it's funny. I I also just released a course um, on anxiety and I was watching back the final um, that final edits. Right. And this is after I was just coming out of a depressive period over this um, towards the end of the year. And I'm watching this stuff and and I text my wife. I said, Babe, I have found an incredible course on anxiety, and this guy is really great. Like, I need to listen to this guy. And she kind of chuckled because she knew what I was doing. And uh, <laughs> she goes, "What? Well, whose course is it?" And I said, "It's mine." And it's like, it's like I, you know, I need to hear this stuff just as well, right? I, I, and I'm and I'm watching that guy, and I'm like, man, this stuff is good, right? And so, how has it impacted my journey? Well. It's it's the stuff that I need to hear and the stuff that I know is true, but sometimes I struggle as well. And so it's been um it's been a it, it's it's been cathartic for me, right? You know, and so I, yes. I told people in the introduction of the book in the workbook, like I'm 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 right here with you. And so yeah, there are times that I have to read, you know, read my own writing and be like, Yep, that's true. <laughs> I love this. It's such an important topic and something we really need to get into the spotlight for Mm. those interested in learning more about either the book or this new companion guide. How can they go about doing that? And then the course you just mentioned. Yeah, everything can be found at findrestnow.com, findrestnow.com. That's kind of the landing page I have on my website that you can get the the book, the workbook, the course. You can sign up for um, my email encouragement. So findrestnow.com. And again, I know we've discussed it a few times through here. How important is it to go back to God when it comes to your mental health challenges and struggles? Yeah, you know, I, I tell people, um, I, I don't know how you get through your mental health struggles without the Lord, right? And so I know there are some people that might get mad at him, and, and I would say, great, like he, he wants your anger, right? Like bring your anger to him, right? Um, but 
I tell you what, like the the floundering, the the the, the times I floundered the most are the times where I have tried to do it on my own, or I've turned to temporal things or or band aids, right? Um, and and the best times are when I understand truly the source of rest um, and tap into that. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us and for joining us on the show again. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Remember, if you want to hear this full conversation again, you could do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.